Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. This is a very special episode with my girl, Sophia Rowe. We had this conversation back in 2018, but it's one of those episodes that is so good that I frequently return back to it. And I just think, wow, this was an incredible conversation. Her honesty, her vulnerability, her beauty tips. And actually, I've been talking to Sophia. I need to have her back on the show because she had very, very, very long curly hair like down her back and she chopped it all off, which I just think is so brave and so badass. And I just love her perspective on all things beauty and life. She also had a challenging upbringing and she talks about that a lot. And I just adore this episode. So I wanted to replay it for you guys because I have new listeners. And even if you listen to it the first time, listen again, you'll gain new perspective. I also got such great feedback from you guys on last week's episode with Alamade from Topicals. I love really inspiring founders that have a true point of view about beauty. And I'm very, very selective in terms of having founders on the podcast because I just, I never want to have someone on Naked Beauty that is just here trying to sell you something, right? I get a ton of pitches and I'm really, really selective about who I have on. So with that, I am excited to share that next week I will have Sheena, the founder of Kosis on the podcast who I've been, we've been talking and we've been trying to connect for the longest. And we finally had our deep dive conversation on everything Kosis and her approach to beauty and self care and wellness. And that episode is so great. I'm so excited for you guys to hear that. You guys know I love the Kosis makeup products because they're clean, but there is color payoff, which is so rare to find. All right. I hope everyone is doing well. I will be back next week with a brand new episode, that interview with Sheena. And in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Sophia. And thank you, Sophia, again, for sharing your story, for all of your vulnerability and all of the laughs in this conversation. All right. Enjoy. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Sophia Rowe, welcome to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so hyped. How do you describe yourself? Because I feel like you're a lot of things. I mean, I'd like to think I'm hopefully a resource to people. Okay. (laughs) But I I, I call myself a chef and a storyteller. Oh, I like that. Yeah, those are my two things that I'm the most confident in. I do a lot of other things, but those are the things that I feel the most like myself in. And so you know a lot about food and you're always sharing all of this great wisdom about nutrition, but are people surprised to learn that you actually have like a true background as like being a chef? 
I don't know that people are surprised. No, because maybe some people, but if yeah. you scroll back into my Instagram, you can see, you, you know, I'm like, I was there. Um, my Instagram used to just be food. That That's it. I mean, I remember when I was a private chef, I was really bored in my client's house. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll do videos. And that's how it kind of <laughs> And that's started. kind of how. And so then I would do videos and post it and people would be like, because I'd never really showed my face or really showed any movement. It was just my food only. That's crazy considering like how beautiful you are. <laughs> I just wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't about you. It was about the food. No. And even now, like it's, it's, it's still not about me. I, I, it, it's always about the, the words and the food and yeah. the story yeah. and, and, um, the story absolutely. And the feelings, like that's the most important thing to me, the physical. I mean, that's, that's great. I, I love it that, that people think I have a cool look or whatever that they, they yeah. say. Um, at the time it was kind of strange because people would say this all the time. Oh, you don't look like a chef. Yeah, you don't. And I always found that interesting. Cause I thought like, what's a chef? What does that mean? Like, I think you, know? you think of like an overweight guy in Crocs. that's like sweating and yelling. And I'm sure you've worked with many of those. Oh, we love that. Um, <laughs> for certain. Yeah. That, I mean, typically, I mean, I really pride myself on, on being more of like, I'm really proud of the private chef sort of caterer, like make yeah. food for a person type of cooking. My, I call my brand of cooking like food and feelings because I really don't know what else there is. Yes. And I love the idea of making food for a person or a group of people. Yeah. At a restaurant, you go and you eat someone else's food. Yes, but you've had a lot of restaurant experience as well. Yeah, I have. You were at French Laundry. I That was like my first stage when I was just getting out of I went to culinary school. I'm a, okay. So I'm a two time college dropout. So I've dropped out of both, (laughs) both colleges I've been in. I have dropped out of them. So it's very important to know that. Um, but yeah, that was my first stage. It was very short. And then I worked at another restaurant called Scopa. And then I staged at this restaurant called Cyrus, which was a Thomas Keller restaurant. Also it's, it's not closed, but all these very short. I was a very rambunctious not in one place for very long yeah. kind of young person. Well, they're temperamental work environments, right? I mean, it's, there's a lot of yelling. There's a lot. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of yelling. There's also a lot of long hours Yeah, and long hours mean that that can mean a lot of things for some people. It can mean like alcohol. Mm-hmm. It can mean, drugs. Um, d- yep. Drugs. It can mean so much caffeine that you're totally burnt out. It can also just mean like F this I'm done. And on to the next thing and on to the next thing, you know, and not all those experiences should have been like that for me, but I was young. And for me, I was just like, F this, I'm done with this. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. I was a real rambunctious kid for sure. Well, even though now you have a lot of energy, like I I can see the rambunctious uh, nature. One very quick story about French laundry. When I got into school, I went to Stanford visiting weekend for parents. Like once you got in, we were like, okay, we're going to go to French laundry. Me, my brother, my mom, my dad. We're driving up there. We get there. They hand us the menus and we realize that it's like $250, I think, per person. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, no, no, no. We're just here for lunch. Like, we'll just have the a la carte menu. And they were like, they don't is, do that. There is no a la carte <laughs> menu. And my parents were like, okay, so we have to eat here because there'll be like a black family came in once. <laughs> they saw the prices and left. <laughs> they're like, we, like my parents were like, we have to hold it down oh for the, for the entire race. So we did. It was a great meal. Still remember it. Very memorable. But is very expensive. It's uh, yeah, it's outrageous. People don't eat like that anymore. I'm proud of my experience, but it is not. It's for me that I just I don't want people eating like that. Yeah, I don't want people thinking that that is not accessible at all. Yeah, Th- these things teach you experience again, and they're also too like I, it's like you want to I want to go back and like slap myself. Yeah, because <laughs> I was so just not present most mm. of the time for a lot of those 
um, first like chef learning experiences, probably learned the most at, after I'd moved back to Florida from California okay. and, and was working in just like a Turkish, I just worked at this Turkish restaurant oh, called no Prosperous. Way. Yeah. Just was like working in random, small, cute restaurants, both of them now closed, um, that I was working in Winter Park. Like I probably, and then I worked at this restaurant. It was Cafe 118, this raw food restaurant. I worked front and back of the house, you know, like that yeah. really just taught me the most, mm-hmm. um, working in a big, huge, scary kitchen environment. It's just not, it wasn't for me. It really stressed me out. Is it beautiful and elevated? Um, does it look that? It does, but no, it's like, it's high, it's high stress, baby. (laughs) Do people trust you about food because you are so, like, you're very thin? Is that okay for me to say? Like, you're very, you're very, very small. Yeah, I am small. I am. You know, there's this whole thing about like, don't trust a skinny chef. Like, do you feel like, that's something you have to like overcome. Like, oh, I know I actually eat and I know about food despite the fact that I'm like a double zero. Honestly, you know what? No, because I feel like when you're working in the kitchen, it's just nonstop on your feet. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, like I've yeah. been on my feet for 18 hours. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. Of course yeah. I've burned some calories. Um, also like the eating culture, like that family meal. Sometimes that's like only time you're eating. True. By the way, you it's know like what I mean? It down. You, totally. I think it's all genetics. I'm, I'm, I eat like crazy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I trust that you I'm do. I'm quick to say that like it's a, it's definitely a genetics thing. I am, I am super small. It's funny too because everybody on Instagram thinks I'm like, everyone thinks I'm huge. People think I'm like, and then they see you in person and they're like, oh my God, you're tiny. <laughs> Little That's person. That's how I felt the first time I saw you. I was like, oh my gosh, Sophia's so small. Tiny. People yeah. think I'm like 5'11". But you have like a huge personality. I'm you're a like big larger girl. than life. Yeah. Oh, totally. But people see me and they're how like- How tall are you? Like maybe five four. I'm oh, miniature. Wow. I'm a little girl. Okay. <laughs> and then, so how did you get into beauty? Um, it was something I was always curious about. I mean, the wellness world was just starting out, okay. and I was really in it majorly for the food. But I was getting asked about beauty all the time, okay. and for me, that meant like, okay, well, what's what's let's talk about what's in stuff. Like, I've never really cared about what was in mascara before, mm-hmm. but then I started looking and I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit is in this. Yes. I have no idea what any of this stuff is. So I had a curiosity from the beginning. I'm also like, as a woman, I, I you know, as a private chef too, I would like show up and I want to have like nail color and like, yeah. that's a no, no, you know? Oh, so, really? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh my God. Really? Can't have, no way. No nail color. So I was always kind of just like, God, I wish I could go to, I wish I could like dress nice to go to work or yeah. like, I wish what I looked like physically mattered. And mm-hmm. I w- in a really weird dark stage, I thought, God, I wasted all of my twenties just like in the kitchen. <laughs> no one's seeing me. Covered. <laughs> You're making up for it now. Oh, totally. Oh, right. But I just thought, oh my God, like I, you know, I, my hair was always up and I'm yeah. always sweaty and I never had, you know. So I, it was also an interest of just like being able to express myself that way. I mean, beauty is just everywhere. Man, woman, yep. you know, whatever you are. Of our lives. Fully. Um, but the clean beauty thing was really interesting to me because so many people were eating that way, you know, yeah. starting to at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think because I do enjoy cooking, that's why I feel comfortable going in the kitchen, making my own face mask. Like, I think that there are so many correlations between the food that's good for you to eat and food that's good for your skin. Oh, like, like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 100%. Yeah. Like the correlation is like literally. It's, it's a direct. It's thing. totally linear. Yeah. You're very transparent about your upbringing and your story. Yeah, I was born in Florida. My mom's French. My dad is a Brazilian Japanese man. I I found this out like later on. I've never met my dad. He died in 2015 before I could ever meet him. 
Um, no, I mean, I was like, this is either the most monumental or minuscule moment of my life finding out. I'm like, this is a man I've never met. My mom is a substance abuser. She lives in a halfway house in somewhere in Florida. Okay. I actually don't, I don't have the particulars. Okay. Um, we're obviously not connect. We don't, we're not yeah. close. And, um, I, I actually have siblings. There's four of us. Oh, wow. And we were separated. I was put in foster care and then they were all in foster care. How old were different. you when you were put in foster care? I was 11. I, I got put in foster care, but in and out. So I would be in foster care for a bit, go back with my mom and then another foster care and then go back with my and mom. And so what does that mean? Like, does a social worker come to the house and say like, we're taking like, yeah, at that age, how do you? Yeah. I mean, well, I was started getting taken away from, from my mom at, at, at 10 years old, but oh. like it got pretty long term at 11, 12 mm-hmm. middle school, I think like sixth grade. That's when I started being like long-term stints. I'm like, you know, I would t- tell everybody at school I was sick. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, meanwhile, I'm like just I'm in like a, a shelter or just a foster home in another part of town or whatever at that age. Did you understand what was happening? Did you understand that your mom sure. had a substance? You understood. Oh, it? yeah, fully. I saw my mom using drugs my whole life. Oh, definitely. Wow. I mean, I knew I knew drugs were bad. I knew. But I also knew that like this is my mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like sometimes we'd be in a halfway house, like when I was really young, like when mm-hmm. it's five or six, sometimes mm-hmm. we have stints where we just like live there for a little while and, uh, or we'd stay with her friends or I don't know. My mom was young. She had, she was 19. Oh, wow. You yeah. know, she was really young and she had like an interracial baby. I don't think her parents were probably super hyped about that. I don't know for sure. I can't, yeah. really, a lot of it, a lot of question marks. I don't. Was her family in France? Were they in the U.S.? Um, they were in the U.S. At that point, they were in the U.S. They just were not super hyped about their like youngest daughter being 19 with this like little brown kid, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, with this, with a guy who was a substance abuser. My father was a substance oh, wow, abuser okay. as well. So, you know, it's just two sick people mm-hmm. making a baby. It happens everywhere. Did you, know? you have sympathy for her or did you, were oh, you no, not when I was young. No, I was mad, super yeah. angry. It took me a while to like f- feel bad for my, it wasn't until w- later into an adult mm-hmm. life that I felt actually bad for my mom maybe understanding for my mom. I really wanted my, I wanted my mom to like love me actually. Like yeah. strangely, I really had this like, I mean, that's not strange, right? That's natural. No, but I just, I, I guess it's strange. Like in that I, I, just, I wanted, I wanted my mom to think I was cool <laughs> before. Like I should have wanted to even be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's very strange. Like I wanted, I wanted to like hang out with my mom's friends, Yeah, you know? And, but it's funny. My mom, she's responsible for for all the pain I've probably ever felt in my life, but also my greatest inspiration at the okay. same time. So how has she inspired you? She, she's the reason I do what I do now. I'd like to think that I give people space to tell their own stories. Yeah. Right. And my whole thing is like healing and learning what triggers are and what they look like and how you handle them. Like mm-hmm. I literally dedicated my life to that. So it's way more than food now. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bigger, bigger, bigger story. And I wouldn't in any way, shape or form have that narrative if it weren't for my mom and, and, right. you know, my mom basically just taught me exactly what not to do. <laughs> and that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, no, it's, not. it's not, it's not, it's definitely not. And has she seen kind of where you are now? And, and I have she, no idea. Okay. I mean, I'm, if she can Google, I guess <laughs> she yeah. knows what my name is, but yeah. you know, I, I, I have to love my mom from afar, you know? And some days that's really, really, most days that's really, really easy. Like super rambunctious, super all over, uh, she didn't really do a whole lot of great stuff, great mothering. Yeah. 
But however strangely, I have moments where I just miss her so much, mm. you know, that is okay too, yeah. you know, uh, like boundaries and barriers, they're, they're a really important thing. It's important to- Very much so. Some people need boundaries and there are other people out there that just need like a full-blown barrier. Yes. Like, and it's like unmovable, unshakable <laughs> yeah. barrier. And I'm just now kind of getting closer with my siblings. Okay. They're, they're young, a lot younger than me. My, my, my youngest sister, she lives in Florida. She is also in the foster care system Mm. still. She's 16, Mm. you know? And so 16, I'm 30 years old. You do the math. Like it's crazy. (laughs) We all have different dads. So that process too, like I'm working on that sort of facet of healing, but overall I'm I'm really, I'm, I don't think anybody sleeps better than me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so, so what did you do? Like, did you seek therapy? Like at what point did you begin to heal this trauma? I know it's an ongoing process, but how did you begin to cope with this experience as a young person? Yeah, it was probably after I got, I had a, a cluster tumor on my left ovary when oh I was like 24 and it was crazy. And I didn't have like parents, you know? Yeah. So I got like a second, third, 10th opinion. And I finally found this doctor in Miami who would treat me. So I did radiation. Then I got a surgery. It was fine. Like it's, it all worked out. I'm okay. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. But it was after that, that I was like, all right, you got to get your shit together. You know, you have to start taking care of yourself like fully, you know? And that was when I really started diving deep into like healthier food and really started like the pendulum swings gnarly though, man. Like you, you, one minute you're like eating once a day and like, you know, gin and tonics at like 2 p.m. on like a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. with your girls. Especially living in Miami. Oh my I mean, God. not a lifestyle that's conducive to health and wellness. No. And then the next year, you know, Banana Island, I'm only eating bananas for 30 days and I'm mm-hmm. eating nothing but, you know, watermelon for two weeks, like whatever. So I did a silent retreat. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so that's so funny because I had someone on this podcast who talked about how a silent retreat changed her life. Oh, it totally changed my life, but it was horrible. I don't recommend it. You're going to 10 days of silence? Silence. Yeah. Did you do it in California? No, I did it in, I did it in Miami. Okay. And you're, I broke the rule. You're not even supposed to write. You're, you're not, not even supposed to write. To yeah. Wow. No journals, nothing. Listen, your girl did so much journaling <laughs> and I'm so glad that I did because it was my first time ever really being like, God, so if you like, you can write girl, like you got things mm. to say. And after that, I left and I went back and looked at that journal and I'm like, oh, I'm hateful. Oh, I'm such a nasty person. But you like, probably just had to get it out. Oh, fully. But it also was sort of establishing like, this is cancer. This is sickness. This is what you're dealing with. You've got yeah. to handle this stuff. So like, yeah, that was when that was the beginning of me being like, okay, this isn't just about your diet. This is really yeah. ultimately you are in pain. You hate a lot of people. You hate yourself. You're really angry. Mm-hmm. And handling that means absolutely for me. I have no qualms with saying like therapy is like, that was my jam. I was a two times a weeker. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you See, know, I have, and it's not something that <clears throat> I've done, mm-hmm. but I want to, because I understand that like, you don't even have to go through something traumatic to do the personal work. Totally. Totally. How did you find the right? Per- like, I feel like there are just so many people that are like, I want to do it, but I don't even know how to begin. Like, how did you even? Well, number one, it's like finding a boyfriend. Yeah, it's exactly. Like finding a girlfriend. To find that vibe. You do. Like, I mean, I saw three people and I was like, eh. not feeling it. No, not feeling Energy's it. Actually, off. I didn't find my great therapist. So I moved to New York City. Really? So I moved to New York. New York set me free in a lot of ways. This is a place nobody cares where you are, where you're from. Yeah. I didn't have a feeling. I didn't feel like I had to lie about my life. Like when I was in, I felt like I had to lie about so much because people are like, you know, go do whatever people do with like their family for the holidays or they go and see their mom or they go or whatever they're doing. Or like, do I really want to be like, oh, like I dropped out of college or like, 
I didn't even want to admit to like my friends that I had a boyfriend who was cheating on me or I lived in my car or like whatever I was dealing with. I just felt like I always had to be like, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm great. Like, are you kidding me? I'm thriving. Meanwhile, I was like literally like barely, barely surviving. Um, But moving to New York was like, everybody has like a time they're struggling or or cry. I mean, God, when I first moved here, I was like, man, I've never seen so many people crying in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Never seen so many hot messes, anxiety cases. Oh my God, I felt so at home here. I I felt so at home. I also come from chaos. So the chaos of the city is very comforting. Snatched your energy. Yeah, yeah, no. Growing up, did you know that you were beautiful? No, of course not. But I'm sure you got like special attention in school, right? I mean, you, you must have had some inkling. Nope. I had a really beautiful white, blonde hair, blue eyed mom. Okay. who I wanted to look just like. She wasn't like, oh, you're the most beautiful. Like she wasn't mm. like feeding me those lines. Okay. Um, I knew I looked different. I knew that there weren't a lot of people that looked like me, but yeah. no, I don't yeah. think beautiful really? was, I, I really wanted to be. But like my, my ideals, like wh- what is your most beautiful thing? Is like you have this one vision, it's your mom. Yeah. You know, and like my mom could not have looked different than me, more different than more me. More different, yeah. I mean, I, and I didn't know what my dad looked like. So I didn't really have a narrative. I remember asking my mom, my mom telling, I remember my mom telling me this story. She'd come home and I'd be like, mom, when am I going to turn white like you? Oh, wow. And she, she'd look at me and, uh, she'd be like, well, you're, you're not. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, I just didn't understand. You know what I mean? Like I was not understanding. My mom did have these really interesting stories and moments of really great, like mean mothering. Like if a kid picked on me at school she'd be like, where does he live? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, when my mom would find out where he lived and my mom would drive over there and like, um, she, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that's his house. I recognize his bike. And my mom would like go over there at night and she would like reverse the car over his bike and break his bike. <laughs> yeah. My mom is crazy. <laughs> that's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. So my mom like, who wasn't, she just had her own brand of mothering. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was still love in, in, in her own way. Oh man. Like, I mean, I have the funniest, craziest stories of like my mom just being like a crazy, wild, crazy woman. I knew that my mom like loved me, yeah. you know, uh, I, like I'll say getting taken away from her was, de- was devastating. Even though so many people were like, oh, that you're going to be in a better situation. You're going to be in a better. This is my mom. Yeah. It's your mom at the end of the day. Totally. And my mom had these really beautiful stents of like sobriety. I had two moms, you know, like she'd have these really weird moments where she'd be like the most kick ass and then, you know, a little bit of tension, a little bit of stress. And then uh, she starts drinking. And when she starts drinking, she starts using and it's just, yeah, you know, and I could, I could always tell. I could tell like what, what, what kind Even of, as a kid you could tell, Oh man, I could smell it. Like I just knew like yeah. what that, what that was, you know, she'd be gone for a while. And you know, there was like a time where I lived with like a stepdad and her boyfriend. They were like all in the same house. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, it was yeah. just real. Yeah. Like you, you probably grew up much faster. People hear it and they're like, Oh, that's so terrible. But I'm like, is it like, I really wasn't, <laughs> I really yeah. just was like a free. Yeah kid. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't really watched. So I really got to be like a weird, I got to be whatever I wanted to be. Yeah. You kind of of created yourself at an earlier age than most people are able to. Oh, I was raised by so many weird friends and people. I'd be at this person's house and then I'd be at like, this is your uncle Jason. That's not really your uncle Jason. (laughs) It's just all kind of like, you have this beautiful curly hair. Yeah. And so much of curly hair is just like learning how to take care of it. And I would imagine that your mother, given her background, did not know how to take care of it. She tried sometimes though. She did try. <laughs> she did. How did you how did you learn to take care of your hair and like your 
You know, I was a product of that LA looks blue gel for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with some gel. I mean, like, I didn't know they didn't have those products. My mom did try just because it was kind of like you want, you didn't want to like walk around. There's that term like, you look like a Jake. She used to say that to me all the time. A what? A, a Jake? Jake? Yeah, I've never like, heard that. It, it basically is like a, it's like a, a euphemism for like, you look like a homeless person, you know, because my hair, because she'd just be like, your hair is just crazy. We have to figure this out. I don't want you walking around looking like a Jake. She used to say that all the time. But your curly hair is beautiful, beyond beautiful. Yeah, but it wasn't when it's like not maintained. Like it yeah. just, you know, it's just yeah. like you've got like a five-year-old who's basically as big as her hair, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like we have to try to maintain this in some way. It's a distraction at some point. Um, it took a while that we tried braids. <laughs> we tried, we just, we did lots of deep conditioner. Okay. I remember just being like a Pantene Pro-V kid would gel my hair because I just wanted it to be like as flat as possible. Yeah. And now I don't care. I don't care at all. I but really your hair don't. is beautiful. So, I mean. so I'm trying to figure out like when did you like come into your own because you have a very unique sense of style and you've yeah, got yeah, this yeah. great look. Like when did that all come together? Um, I, I think it, it's, that started pretty early. I was a weird, I was a music kid. That, that was like what I thought I was going to do. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I, I was going to be, I thought I was going to, I wanted to just be a studio musician. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. I didn't, I wasn't really interested in like even if somebody was like, you're really beautiful, I'm like, nah, but like, listen to me, like rip it on the clarinet. <laughs> like I was like such Amazing. a nerd, you know, like I, I just wasn't into, I just, I didn't, I just, it wasn't about the physical. It wasn't, it, it really wasn't like, I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I, I really am like a little bit of a weirdo. So even like kids I went to high school with now or like middle school, they probably had no idea I was going through what I was going through. I just mm. was like doing my own thing. You know, I, I People know that Soph was just never at school, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I was constantly truant, constantly. Mm. And I was just like, cause I wasn't, my mom wasn't making me go to school. Right. I just, th I literally was like, that music is the most important thing. I don't need to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? remember when we were on that panel, was that yeah. over the summer? Oh my God. I know. Forever ago. Yeah. But I remember you said that Donna Summer was like a big <laughs> inspiration it? for you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only one. I remember even being little and being like, seeing her and being like, who is that? Yeah. I love disco, like Yarbrough and Peoples. Yeah. All the funk music in the world. Like I, I really identified with that sound mm -hmm. when I found out that those people were like me. They were mm -hmm. black people. They were brown people. Yeah. It was, it felt even sexier and felt mm -hmm. even cooler. Yeah. But it really was always about the sound. I'm a yeah. really sound sort of driven person. Food was never part of the plan. Interesting. Ever. Never. So it's interesting to hear you refer to yourself as like a black woman. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did that click for you? The second my mom told me that I wasn't a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> what was your high school look? Uh, what look were you serving? I, it's funny. I, I had all I had all the tweezers. I plugged all the brows. And now you have like the most beautiful. Crazy. Oh yeah, eyebrows. my brows and my 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 brows and my bangs like connect. I have like the craziest eyebrows in the world. Uh, but at the time, it was like all about Aaliyah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Aaliyah was such an icon. Yeah, man. I wanted to be just like her. I wanted to be like T Boz. <laughs> yes, T Boz also <laughs> icon. Know? It wasn't until probably I moved to. I mean, Miami's like the same dress code for everybody, right? Like Miami's like just hot. Everybody's like naked. Everyone's naked. Yep. Everyone's naked. Everyone has a great body. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yep. just boobs oh, yeah. out. Oh, all of that. I went through a really weird insecurity with my boobs. I actually- Well, living there, I can see why. It's like everyone has like a huge rack situation and all the guys have six pack. I mean, we, we so much talk about like women feeling insecure and trying to live up to a standard. But mm -hmm. I, if I was a guy in Miami, I'd be like, 
let me keep my shirt on because I know it's crazy. Well, I had a boyfriend who was in the UFC. He wasn't in the oh, UFC when okay. I met him. But like he was a door guy when I met him. No, <laughs> no, no shame to door guys. Listen, he was making his money, but <laughs> he was just working at this. He worked at this club in Orlando. I used to love. It was called Independent Bar, and they had a night called Grits and Gravy, which was like right up my alley. It was like soul and funk music. And that sounds fun. Oh, and it was great. And I was like not even 21 and I was just dancing and I met him there. And then he ended up winning that Ultimate Fighter show and being in the UFC. And it was wow. so amazing and so cool. But he he's a horrible boyfriend. He was great at the beginning. And then he was like cheating on me. He was just, oh, he's just like, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So it was like a weird time. But mm-hmm. when I moved to New York, it was kind of like a fresh start. A fresh start. You can come from where you come from, but be who you are. And they yes. don't have to be the same thing. You know? Wow. Very well said. Yeah. And um, I, I just thought this is this is really special. So I'm just going to do what I want. Like I, you know, I'd already had gone through so much. I was like this. I'm going to just fully channel Donna. I remember waking up. I had a dream that I had my Donna summer haircut. I'll never <laughs> forget it. And I woke up at like three in the morning and I cut my bangs. I did it myself. And I was like, all right, here we go. I'm Donna. And I've had bangs ever since. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I love, I love the like little hints of gray. And honestly, had you not have said like, oh, I just accept my grays. I would have thought that this was like a salon situation. Really? Oh, Yeah. They're very strategically placed. And like, they're all like, my hair is like white. I think that people. But it's beautiful. It's like a beautiful. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's definitely pretty cool. I, I can't imagine, um, I just, it's not a problem. It's a, it's not a problem to me. Yeah. I have had people come up to me, strangely, mostly women come really? up to me and be like, I, I know a girl that can color your that hair. That can color your hair. Oh my God. And I'm like, man, my hair is bothering you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. hair doesn't bother me at all. Wow. No, what a I'm projection like, of insecurity. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, it's funny. New York really helped me with my confidence a lot. Just, uh, there's so many different types of people here doing so many different types of yeah. things. And everybody's got a different New York narrative and so many people are like, New York is such a pain in the ass. And I'm like, Oh man, it's great. I, I can, I just get on the train or like if I need, if I have rider's block, I love to take a bus somewhere. Mm. Uh, you know, like it's just a, it's a really great conglomerate of a lot of people that have experienced a lot of triumphs and a lot of failures all in one place. It's a really spectacular thing, this place. So it's really enabled me to feel comfortable with telling my story and also feel comfortable with like trying something new. Like Mm -hmm. I I remember being on the train one time and seeing this woman with just all this monochromatic thing happening. She's wearing like all purple. Purple outfit. She had purple lipstick and purple eyeshadow and she had purple in her hair. And I was like, oh, I want to, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this is an option. I like this. Yeah. It's just enabled me. It's just like a walking, um, it's like a zine, you know? Like it's just, it's, and it's also like the sound of the city is really great. It's different voices, different, it's just layers. It's like my favorite, it's like my favorite meal. Yeah. You know, this place. And I think for beauty, it's really been able to establish. So if you can literally do whatever you want and you're like, like chic AF, you know? Exactly. Well, you have this super cute nose ring and you've got all these amazing tattoos. When did the piercing and the tattoos start? Oh, I had my nose pierced since I was 16. Oh, really? It's really like, it's like gives me Lenny Kravitz vibes. Yeah, I've had it. I've had it for a long time. I actually, honestly kind of forget that I have it um, to be totally It fits your face very, it's like a very delicate little silver hoop. It just like kind of just blends in with your face. Yeah. I I totally don't even um, think about it really. Um, I started getting tattooed six years ago and I never looked back. My, I don't have, I have, I am legit one of those people that pick like 
30 cute drawings and then like tell me to close my eyes and point and whatever I point to, I have to get tattooed. I'm like, that sounds rad. You're just like down for it. You're, <laughs> down. You don't overthink it. No, I love it. See, I don't tattooed. have a single tattoo. I'm like <laughs> okay. terrified. Save it. I have, I, I love getting tattooed. It's really kind you of like the, You're like one of these people that you like the pain. I just like the commitment. I okay. also like that it's the meditative kind of state of it. Like, yeah. um, I, I really appreciate, uh, the time that it takes you to earn your tattoos, you know? Mm. Um, and they all mean different things. And, you know, I only get tattooed when it's cold because sun isn't good for your tattoos. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, that. But yeah, no, I've, I've, I've plenty of tattoos. I'm like, I'm worried. I'm trying to pace myself because I, I, I I only have so much space. <laughs> so, no, but they're all so well done. Yeah, and they're all like, and you know, and some of them are cute and mean different things. I have tattoos on my hands. And like at this point, like it, it's just, it's kind of like, it's just part of me. Yeah. Um, and it, it goes with my style and my spirit, I think, yeah. you know? No, it totally fits. There used to be this fear of, of a tattoo, of like the permanence of it. Right. But like, I think, oh, you can't get a good job. You won't be. Yeah. That doesn't, I mean, that's, that doesn't matter yeah. at all anymore. No one, yeah. I, What's a job? Like what? Well, just like what's what is even like? Yeah. Yeah. Like what is the what's a dream? Yeah. They change. Who's deciding? The yeah. shift. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just not like if listen, if you're not going to hire me because I have tattoos, like I didn't want the job anyway. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's kind of I'm not in a hurry to like get a job for someone who's kind of like so so about yeah. what I look like yeah you know and so wait when did you work at milk I worked at milk 2017 and what was it like being <laughs> on like the other side of the beauty industry it was really hard it was it was probably the hardest job I've ever done yeah um because it was so different because I had no idea what I was doing I yeah. never worked at a company I was just so like starry-eyed like <laughs> I get to, oh my god I had to get to get my first manicure at 28 years old wow never had my nails done before so it was like wow, I'm going to have my nails done. I'm going to actually have nails, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I didn't realize like there's like culture. I don't know why I didn't realize there was office culture. Cause there's obviously kitchen culture. Yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't realize I just was so, this is going to be so fun, yeah. you know? And it's actually so hard. And I was learning it's the learning curve, you know, I was learning how to do things like you're learning how to use Adobe illustrator. You're learning how to use like different, oh, wow. you know, like I was just learning how to do like different things. Yeah. And also like from a, from like a products perspective, like makeup is in the future. You're so heavily yes. entrenched in like what's yeah. happening the next year yes. and the next year. Yes. And you're so, you're, I was just so close to consumers in that space. Mm. And I was so comfortable with that in the food space, but in the beauty thing, it's like so different. Yeah. There's like maybe three, four women of color. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Did you feel like there was an awareness for women of color and what they needed out of beauty versus? There was, they were trying. It's a new company, just yeah. like anything, you know, yeah. obviously there's, there's, listen, there can always be more shades, <laughs> but when you have a new company, you can only afford what you can afford. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so I, I definitely knew that too, but I do remember like one of the best selling products at, at Milk Makeup is this eye pigment. I love it. I love cream shadows and thinking like, what do we need new colors? And I'm like, what about yellow? What about orange? And a few people in the office are like, oh, yellow eyeshadow. And I'm like, yeah, that would look good on like any black person. <laughs> Anyone with melanin. Like any, I mean, everybody, anyone. I mean, now, I mean, it's like, you see it, it's so chic, but yeah. like at the, you know, at that time and it was still kind of, you know, like yellows. Like now you see it in editorial all the time. Yeah. You know, you see it like all that backstage beauty, you know, you're really seeing a lot of color, which I think is very neons and such. Like it's really, really special. Yeah. But I do feel like Milk was one of the first people that I saw really like going there with, with oh, yeah, going no. there, which They're I very loved. ahead of the curve. And I was very proud to to be at that, at, in that space. And at Georgie, the creative yeah, director. Georgie. She's, she's like, dope. And, and, and like a, and like a creative hero. And she took a chance on hiring someone that literally was like, so not qualified for that position and, and giving it to me. And I learned so much. I mean, it was, 
to almost, I think 11 months. I worked there 11 months and it was, I, I, I can't even believe that I did it because <laughs> it was so hard. I mean, I didn't know like baseline first day. I always make this joke. They were like, you know, CC us all in like a welcome email. And I looked to the girl next to me and I was like, what, did, what is CC? <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, like, yeah, because we just say these things and we assume that people know. But if you've never worked in an office, how would you know what CC means? No idea. And I didn't even. And then she's like the email. And it's so yeah. it's very kind of like a sweet, innocent moment for me at like 28 too, to like start over and like had no shames in asking questions. I had no yeah. shame. I had no shame. That's the one thing I, I I wish I would have had that when I was younger. Like if I could go back to my younger self, like don't be afraid to like be the person that doesn't know anything, mm. you know, because I, you would have learned a lot more had you not. Like that whole fake it till you make it thing is really, uh, you know, I don't love that. But I think working in beauty was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was better because it taught me more than I thought it was going to teach me. It was hard as all really good, like learning tools are, right? Like it's really important to learn. Um, But it was definitely time to go. (laughs) It was definitely time to go. And I'm sure, like, I feel like you have the kind of face and look where even if you're behind the scenes, they probably want you in front of the camera. Oh yeah, from time to time. Yeah, like I would do, you know, like Instagram. You know, they want to be doing Instagram lives and stories yeah. and stuff. You know, and like yeah, and like and, and, and that's actually strangely my favorite thing in the world isn't being in front of the camera or doing that stuff. Like it's naturally, I think I think I'm okay at that. Oh my gosh, you're amazing! At that. I saw that <laughs> shoot you did for Cherry Bomb, and I was like, yes, Sophia, like work, like yeah. you're like hitting all the poses. Like do you like someone's shooting you? You're on set. Like you're just comfortable, you just go for it. Yeah, super comfortable. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely not shy. Like, I always yeah. want to try, like, just strive to just have like Make stuff be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, like everybody's got this whole chill thing. Oh, it's nice and chill. Nah, I don't <laughs> fuck chill. I don't want to be chill. I want to be hype. I want to yeah. be happy. I want to be amped up. Yeah. I want to be alive. Like a so so. I, I'm trying to always like bring that sort of like interesting kind of funkiness to yeah, you know, to to the situation. And shooting is no different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like. Sometimes talking to camera, even like that's that for a lot of people, the, talking to camera is hard. Is it doesn't really talk back. So. Oh yeah, no, it's super hard. It's a very specific skill. But I yeah. love like you do these great Instagram lives. Oh, like, I love it. I, I I really do. I love that stuff. And it's as long as I know what I'm talking about, it, it's great. You know, yeah. I did this job. At, um, I did this Uber Eats job in in South by, and I'm like interviewing. You know, people I interviewed Billie Eilish and Khalid, and that oh was gosh, really that amazing. was really special. Yeah, it was really special and. You know, I'm. I was. I was getting like my lines like two minutes before I had to deliver them. Yeah. Direct to camera, and you're like, I'm an MTV VJ now. Oh, I'm just gonna I, do it. Well, I just was like, okay, practice in your head. Like it's a go to your lines in your head. Like you, it's like you read it. Like you wrote this, you know. Yeah. And then you just boom. So I, I, I do feel like I can do that yeah. stuff if I have to. But my favorite thing in the world is, um, is just words. I love words. I love words a yeah, lot. And like you're writing write. a book. So. I am. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm writing a book. I think a lot of people think I'm very young. Yes. I'm going to be 31 this year. I know. So it's you're really, a woman. I you am. Life. I am. So it's, it's important. Like there are times like, you know, like trips, like I've lived there and I've lived there and I've had this bad bo- breakup and that bad boyfriend. And I think, so I, I never want to give the impression that I'm just this young, like cute, like, <laughs> nah, man, like I've been through some stuff. Yeah. Um, And I'm definitely not ashamed of it and i man i've burned oh i've burned so many bridges there are definitely people out there that don't like me and i mean no i love those people i'm sorry (laughs) that i've hurt you and done those things to you and i I see it's like i feel like i owe i owe it to my 
to those people and my ancestry to just do the right thing with the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I think that that even kind of translates even with me and like beauty, you know, like okay. I definitely feel like it's just, just, just like, just honor the skin that you got. Just yes. honor the hair that you have. <laughs> just yes. just yes. do right by yes. it. You yes. know, don't, don't work too hard to try to make it something it's not. Yeah. Just honor it. Yeah. As it is. Exactly. I exactly. Yeah. I love that you appreciate natural beauty and DIY beauty. Cause I know so many people that will go to Sephora and buy like a Manuka hunt, like something where like Manuka honey is like the 17th ingredient and spend $70 on it. And I'm like, just go buy the honey and put it on your face. And the active like, ingredient. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're like, they're like weird about it. And they're like, <laughs> like, I don't know how, maybe it's because you work with food that you understand it, but like, can we just talk a little bit about <laughs> the way? Cause I think now beauty is becoming more and more natural. It is. And so they're using more and more natural ingredients, but people still like don't go to the source and I'm just confused by it. I think, I, I think it's kind of like, you know, you go to the grocery store for your food that you eat. Right. And then you go to the Sephora for the stuff, for the skin, you know, like, yeah. you know, I think that people just, it's don't just an old that... school mentality. Yeah. Um, I think the idea that you would eat, you, you, you I mean, I, we all know like why we should be eating vegetables, right? Right. right. Because they make us healthy. Exactly. Right. But like Put it's sort of the same. But like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then it's like, then you're maximizing. <laughs> it's like inside, outside. Exactly. You know, sort of exactly. situation. I mean, listen, there are a lot of like natural skincare brands and things that even arguably I'd say um, kind of because they're using like such active products or you're not quite sure where they're sourcing their things that actually kind of make your skin worse. Yeah, I definitely sure. have There's used definitely trial and error. I yeah. definitely use natural, natural product, uh, like a natural product that's kind of messed my skin up. Ooh, I, which one? Let's name names. I, um, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm, it just had coconut oil in it. That, oh yeah. I, coconut I oil. I can't use on I my skin. I can't use it on my period. face. Yeah. And, and, and it's just so active and it's just such an active ingredient. So like, so I tell people like, be mindful, like, yeah. um, look at, you know, look up like oils all have a different micro are um uh comedogenic you yes, know so yes. they're all like where they are in the yeah. scale how much is going to clog your pores yeah, yeah 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 um so there's it's just like i think people if they kind of arm themselves with like the basics yes knowledge of the basics yeah. so that even when they look on the back of a of a, of a label that like oh yeah, yeah okay jojoba yes you know yes. like i think yes. that people just need to kind of give start them, reading yeah just give yourself a little bit of like knowledge on the back end Yes. So that you feel like, okay, jojoba is good for this. I'll go get jojoba oil. Yes. yes. <laughs> I always tell people like, let's say you love a product from like Tata Harper, Vitner's sure. daughter, sure. whatever natural expensive overpriced sure. brand. Look and see what the active ingredients are. Yeah. And that means that your skin likes that and then yeah. go source that. So like if you're totally. using Josie Moran, like argan oil, yep. whatever. Go buy argan oil. Oh, totally. It doesn't have to be from Oh my God, their no, brand. I was doing that for a long time. I mean, for me, even like, you know, when you're working, you know, you're trying new brands and you want to support a brand and you want to, uh, but for me, it's really all about um, the idea of accessibility too. Like everybody can go find some argan or jojoba oil somewhere. Yes. You know, but yes. like Sephora is not everywhere. Yeah. And also Sephora prices aren't, aren't for everybody. Yes. You know, like I always want people to know that like the idea here is that it's the, this is the argan oil. I'm talking about the brand part of it is like, it doesn't matter. It's de it's definitely doesn't. And I mean, I do wish that there was a little bit more, there's the beauty world is there's so much beauty shaming, the skincare girls hating on the makeup girls. And then the natural, oh. the natural versus luxury beauty girls. And I like, know. ultimately it's, you got whatever works for you works for you. Exactly. I mean, that's why, I mean, the biggest thing that's changed my skin is just having an esthetician to be honest. Let's talk about estheticians <laughs> and the role that they play because it's, so there's dermatologists, yep. 
and they have their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're estheticians, which yeah. I don't actually see one, but I have people are like, Brooke, you are asleep that right now. My, that is my that is so my secret. What are you doing with the esthetician? I go to see my esthetician at least once a month. He's he's in New York and LA. Oh, he's his a name man. is Matt. Yes, he's a man. He's amazing. His, What's name, his name is Matthew Miller. I love okay. him so much. He's Shout like out to my Matthew. Brother. Okay. Um, but he really helped me understand my skin. Like I for the longest time thought I had oily skin. It turned out I had dry skin. Oh, so I wasn't even using so the stuff that I was using wasn't wasn't Rose the right thing. You, you yeah. know what I mean? So like I'm I am having a love affair right now with hemp oil. Hemp oil is just just I mean like Ooh. we're all just regular old hemp oil. Okay. I'm just slathering hemp oil. Slathering myself really? in it. I'm having a great relationship with it. I love it. Okay. Also it's an oil that dries down pretty nice. Okay. So it's so it doesn't keep your makeup all slimy. So if you want to put makeup on top of it, I feel like it's excellent. Really? I okay. love it. It's a zero point two on the comedogenic scale, so it's not really? gonna clog your pores. Okay. Um, pretty neutral smell. It's a green oil. I love it. It, it responds well to okay. any cosmetic that I put over it as well, which I love. Interesting. Doesn't have like a negative reaction. You know, some oil. Yeah, of course. Um, it's excellent. I love it. But he really helped me get to the bottom of like, all right, so you're having breakouts in this area. This is, you know, yeah. brown skin. Hyperpigmentation is the issue. Of course. I was like so hooked on like. Oh, natural. It's got to be natural. It's got to be natural. But then I also just want it to be effective. And I think that, yeah, you know, things that nature, like sometimes you do need chemicals. Sure. And so for me, that got me, he got me on a great vitamin C regimen, which I'm loving. Yeah. So I'm using a vitamin C on my skin, which has helped with my hyperpigmentation so much. Really? Yeah. Is it Paula's Choice? Is it? Nope. It's from the Nuco. Okay. It's a powder. I love that there's a powder. You can mix it with water or a serum. I'm loving that. But seeing him is really great. We just sort of reset the skin. You know, for me, age with aging, everybody's asking about anti-aging. My biggest concern with anti-aging is actually sagging skin, not necessarily wrinkling skin. Oh, I'm not interesting. Don't really, I'm not so overly like- I mean, you don't have any I just wrinkles. don't really, well, I just don't- You I, don't have sags either. But I'm just saying like, that's the one thing that's like genetic for me would be the like elasticity. Sag- yeah, okay. yeah. Like just like droopy. I already kind of have like sort of kind of sleepy eyes too. So it's just something that I'm like, just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like I don't have the biggest eyes in the world. So like just looking awake is important to me. Um, so that's kind of like my my main concern. I am a huge zip user. I love oh my, my zip. Oh my God. Okay. People love, love zip, zip on I Naked love Beauty. Zip. I love my zip. I've been really? using it consistently for three months and I love it. People are obsessed. I love it. I love it. And I and I mean, I bought mine. I use it. Like I, no one gifted it to me. Like I don't even know who the founder of the company. I don't even know her name. I just know I love that product. Product. I love it. I love it. I can charge it. It's great when I'm after if I'm flying. I can do it in the plane. I can do it on the yeah, plane. I can zip. Okay. So I really love my zip. For me, that it's 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 great for the breakout, but it's also like um, I'm kind of headache prone. Okay, same. And it's had a it's had a it's had a really great it has a great effect if I feel a headache co- coming. I think it just helps with circulation. Interesting. Yeah. So that's like a, a side effect that oh, I wasn't expecting, but it helps me. I always have to have. I do like a lavender and frankincense oil mix. Some of that on the temples. Well, and there's there's a there's a thing. I think it's called like a what's it called like a migraine stick. It's like a little it's like a little mm, stick. Sounds like marketing. It right. <laughs> it's it is. Oh no, it's it definitely is. But the whole idea is you store it in the you store it in like the um fridge the freezer or the fridge. Okay. Um, but it has a, it's a tube and you can put essential oils inside of it. Oh, okay. And then you can kind of just use it on your neck. For me, it's like, you can kind of like give yourself some self massage. Most of my headaches are in my neck. So okay. they're tension. They're in the yeah, back. The tension head- yeah. And the, like right in like at the base of your neck. I yeah. Know, so, that's, that's, I know that headache. Yeah. That's, it's like you're sensitive to light. Yeah, yeah. 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 Most of my headaches are coming from there. Yeah. And so, you know, 
that that's actually really cute. Also, you can travel with it. Um, but I like the essential oil thing. Now, I don't always want lavender. Like I don't always want right. Sometimes I need eucalyptus. Like if I'm if I'm like, eucalyptus. Oh my god, it's probably my same. It's, I keep it in my shower. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh you do the up. fresh eucalyptus. Yeah, in the I shower. love it in the shower. Oh my god, so good. I I can't remember who I saw do do that, but I uh I was like. Oh my God, I am doing that. Yeah. yeah. Game my changer. obsession is Palo Santo. I have Palo Santo yeah. essential oil. I've got all the Palo Santo sticks. It's just like- I know your house smells of it. Yeah, I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. I it's like, it. I, but I get really obsessed with scents. Do you have that like when you get like yep. really, like you like lock in on something and oh, like and you like, t- totally. do you have fragrances that I'm you're obsessed with? I'm a bergamot girl. Ooh, I love, love the Dia Sederga Rose. That's probably one of my favorite fragrances. Um, I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not super sensitive to fragrances in products. Um, a lot of people are. So I say, if you're sensitive to that, I do, I am sensitive to essential oils on my skin. Yeah. That can be hard. You have to always have a carrier oil. You have yes. to dilute it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But I do tell people like, I can't take like straight tea tree to my face, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like if you have like acne coming in. Like you can burn your skin. Yeah. You know you really can. <laughs> you will. <laughs> so wait, with this esthetician, do you do things like microdermabrasion? Yeah, like- I'll do like bioabrasion. So we'll kind of reset. Um, What's a bioabrasion? So bioabrasion is just a lot more gentle than than microdermabrasion. Okay. Microdermabrasion leaves your skin all yeah. red. No, it's very intense. It's very intense. Yeah. Like bioabrasion, you can't even feel it. It's okay. literally just like what exfoliating. Is it? It's just an exfoliating. It's a okay. it's like a, an exfoliating tool essentially. And so that kind of just really it's, makes my skin nice and smooth. Okay. I love a dermaplane situation. Oh, Helps for a makeup application. Yeah. So if if uh, if I have a shoot coming up, that's something I like to do. Okay. Just just really nice and smooth makeup application, which I love. Also helps slough off what you've been doing all that work with vitamin C or, you know, using your C firma yeah. or whatever you're using. You just want to get that, those layers of skin off. Yeah. Um, we also do, uh, I love infrared that the blue lights really just gonna great. Ask you that. So you do these like laser facial. I love it. I, yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't do it and spend all the GD money I spend on it <laughs> if I didn't think it was working. Yeah. Like, I definitely feel like it's, I, 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 it's almost like the three day mark. Like I leave, my skin's glowy, whatever. It's cute. But at the day three, I'm like, yo, yes. this skin is bomb. <laughs> Wait, okay, take me through the process. Like what happens? So like you you go yeah. in for your- yeah, you go in and he treats you based on what your skin looks like that okay. day. It's not everybody gets, it's everybody gets their own prescriptive. Okay. I mean, sometimes some people will come in, they have a lot of textured skin, maybe when yeah. they want to get microneedling. Okay. I love it. Well, you've it. done that too? Never done microneedling. Okay. Um. I love an enzyme peel. That's okay. really, That's really nice, great. Yeah. An enzyme peel is probably one of my favorite things to do. Okay. It's almost like that. Um, they call it that Game of Thrones mask. Like it's really <laughs> solid. You keep it on for like 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And it basically creates a lot of blood flow. Um, that for me is really great because uh, great for aging skin. Really? If, okay. if, 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 if that prevention is like part of your... Thing, if that's I mean, what you're concerned with, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, yeah. um, it's a great option before you do something like a filler or a Botox. Yeah, I was or, just going to ask, are you or, open to that? Totally. Yeah. I don't, okay. I'm not, no, I have no judgments to, to like do, you know, I don't need it now. I mean, yeah. actually it's funny. I, I people to, say that you should get it before you need it. And that's I like know. why I'm stressed. Cause I'm like, I'm about to be 30. Like, should I just start doing it now before I need it? I mean, I, my dermatologist, Dr. Glodney, he won't do it. Really? Like, yeah. I'm not he's giving like, you, you don't he's like, need I'm it. not giving you Botox. So yes. Yeah. Okay. So infrared, I love infrared. It, for me, it's been really great. It helps so much with cellular turnover. As I've started to use it and be more frequent with it, even if I do have a pimple and typically like back in the day it would be a scar and it would be so mm-hmm. horrible. Like my skin is just like, it just handles it. It just handles really? it so much better. Okay. Like, I feel like See, my, I need to do this. Like, I feel like my skin just respond, you know, and also, you know what I'll say? Like one of the things that I'm kind of really over 
is the idea that you've got to cover it. I get it. Because I mean, I've got makeup on right now, but I almost kind of think like a cute little something on your cheek. I think it's kind of sweet. Like, I, 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 I know. If you're like gorgeous. I don't like, know. I think it's kind of, I don't know. I think a it little. It depends like, on your mood. It depends on your mood. It depends totally. on your mood. Totally. it's so funny. People will say to me, like, I'll be like, oh, my dark circles. And I like, I like them on you. Like, I love the hollows in your eyes. And I'm like, okay. I, yeah, you're like, I know. It seems weird. Not me. It seems weird. But I, I do. I think there's something really kind of every once in a while, like I'll see a photo. Yeah. Um, like even like Brick, I've seen photos of you where you have no makeup on and I'm like, oh, like I'll put it, I'll save it. But you know, the save <laughs> function, I love the save Instagram function. That's like yes. my favorite Instagram function. But like, I don't know, like there are so many really beautiful, interesting faces out True. there. Yeah. You know, I think it becomes damaging when you are unwilling to be photographed or seen without makeup. Yes. That's the part that's like concerning. Absolutely. Or um, it's, it's, it's debilitating to yeah. like the idea, like you'd rather like throw yourself off the top of a yeah. building than like go out of your house. It's with, just, yeah. you know, that makes me sad. Exactly. Um, in terms of like what Matthew's done, I think Matthew's just helped me sort of understand my skin better. Okay. Um, which I think that everybody everybody needs it's knowledge, baby. Like I'm all about getting to the bottom of things, yeah, yeah. you know, like I want to understand there's a difference between being great and being perfect. Mm. You know, I feel like you can eat three great meals mm-hmm. and maybe one of them is the best. Like yeah. one of them is perfect, yeah. but they can all be great. Yeah. And for me, my goal is to just be great. I'm, yes. I'm never trying to be the best. I'm never trying to be perfect. Yeah. I'm just trying to be great. <laughs> yeah. You said something on our beauty panel that literally since you said it, I have not been able to stop thinking about it because it's so like crazy to me. You basically talked about the fact that you do your skin routine, not in front of the mirror. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's talk about that. Like, how is that even possible? I mean, it just, you don't need it. You don't need to see your face to, to enjoy, you know, I almost feel like it's more meditated that way. Like I've got my like, okay, this is my moisturizer. I'm putting my moisturizer on my face. Okay. I'm putting my, you know, I mean, I definitely have like beauty products like all over my house, which is really funny. Cause I'm yeah. like, Oh, let me rub some oil. There's my yeah. oil by the couch, you know, like yeah, not everything yeah. is in my bathroom, but I, I, I just don't find the mirror helpful. I also like, I'm, I'm, I'm a prone picker. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. so it's helped me stop picking up my skin. Um, and it, it really has made it be- become less about like, okay, let's look in the mirror. Is my skincare working? And more about like, all right, it's, it's, this is slow and steady. And that's, mm. that's the race we're all running here. Like this yeah. isn't, I always believe like, listen, if you're rushing, you're already late. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not in a hurry. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is, I'm just taking care of my skin where it is. Yeah. And I, we fixate in the mirror. Like, okay, I'll do my skincare last step. I'll put my pimple patch on. We're going to bed. Yeah. Going to bed. Like I and don't, we're not obsessing over it. We're not, we're, we shut the mirror down. The mirror is not really, I mean, we're already all looking at our phones and looking at ourselves and selfieing and doing yeah. all that stuff anyway. Like I, we can fixate on the mirror to the point where it becomes unhealthy and yeah. to the point to where we, we don't even really know what we look like anymore. You know, we're just fixated on this spot. That, that one thing. Yeah. You know, so true. and I think that for me, it's just been really helpful and just sort of like appreciating my, just like, you know you've got this hyperpigmentation you're trying to fix. These are the products that are fixing it. You don't need to stare at your face in the mirror for oh, really. See, minutes. like I'm studying. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Is this oh. P50 working? Like, <laughs> am I seeing results? Okay. I mean, in the morning, like I definitely like check my face out and like, okay, like where where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> Let's you know? assess. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely don't. I try not. My my hardest not to fixate. My my keep my makeup routine under five minutes. Oh wow. So it's like I use my Ritual de Fili, my my concealer and my red spots. And then um, under my eyes and I'll kind of come down with it. Most of the time, I'm not fully coming down with it all onto my okay. face. So you're not a foundation it. girl. 
No, not I mean not unless I'm going out and I yeah. need to be. When you, know? you do go to foundation, what foundation do you use? Um, uh, Koshindo. Um, okay. I love that. I love that brand. It's really yeah. great. Really like moisturizing and hydrating. And I don't. I don't even. God, I don't even put makeup on my forehead because my hair covers because my forehead. Bangs yeah, yeah, like I've just. I. I don't know. I love this liquid eyeliner. What? Yep. So I'm using Beauty Counter, and then I love those Laura Mercier like eyeshadow sticks. Obsession. Those are oh, my like. Those yes. are my obsession right now. I love those things. Anything that makes like eye makeup easy. easy. I don't need a tool. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want a tool. I've literally never in my entire life have been able to do a smoky eye. I like, like I don't get how it's done. Like I've watched tutorials. I've tried. Like I just. It's not. Listen, me and you, Brooke. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm like I think my I like my eyes are broken. <laughs> I'm like I don't. What's happening here? I don't yeah, like I don't for me. I don't I don't get it. What are the three beauty products that you are absolutely obsessed with? Okay, Kyra Weiss. I <sighs> love those cream blushes. We oh, love her. So... She comes up on the podcast all the time. I love those. I cream- met her. She's incredible. Obsessed. Sustainable beauty brand. I I you're I, like the first person that knows how to say her name. So Kyra shout, Weiss. <laughs> shout out to you. Love you, girl. No, I I love those products. I, I there's not one I don't love. Yeah. I, every single blush looks great on every single skin yeah, type. The cream blush is amazing. They're, it's expensive though. But it is it's amazing. expensive. It is expensive. Oh my god, it's expensive. But I like that you get the refill. You know, you don't have to keep buying the new packaging, which I love. I'm a sucker for. Like the, the packaging thing is like a it's, a, it's a big stickler for me. Um, I'm trying to figure out, like I've, I've definitely said no to my fair share of like um, gifting uh, yeah. because uh, I don't want all the packaging scent. Um, I love, I love a boy brow situation okay. that clear. You have amazing brows, brows yes. Yeah. So all you need to do is brush them up them. and that's like, that's like key for me. I love it. And then, um, I also love those milk makeup cream shadows, man. Mm. I love them. I always have like two in my purse. Yeah. I don't go anywhere without them. They're it's kind of like those, those, those like two cream blushes, my ritual de fili, like my, my concealer. I don't even care about mascara. I know people are like, yeah. make a big deal about it. I don't like, I mean, drugstore mascara is fine for me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's your drugstore mascara fave? Like, Oh, I mean, I kind of buy a different one every time. Okay, you're just like, whatever. I don't care about mascara <laughs> yeah. so much. Like, I mean, I know some people say it's important. Like for a while I was using the Kush because I worked at Milk Makeup, but like, you know, I don't. What I do don't... you think about all of this cannabis and makeup and skincare now? It's a major trend. It's like, yeah, it's, it's I'm, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, yeah. I feel like I get, I get really offended by it. I'm like, cause it's like, it's a, it's a bit much at the moment. I'm like, okay guys. Yeah. I'm offended by it. I feel like it's great. But like, I feel like all these companies are so many like white owned companies and all of these, you know, all of these, so many people, not just black people, but so many people in, in jail. Oh and you've yeah. Got, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, there's a fine line. It gets a little exploitative. It does. <laughs> um, there's just so many brands putting it in so much. And I think a lot of it is even, sometimes it's not even CBD. Sometimes it's just a hemp hemp oil. Oh yeah. Which isn't sometimes, the same thing. It's yeah. not a cannabinoid. Like it's not yeah. a derivative. Um, so, you know, I could do without it. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm into like quite a few things. I love Walita. That's my yes. favorite. And not the skin food. I don't use skin food. I don't use skin face. food. I use this Walita. Uh, no, sorry. It's um, Candula. Yeah. But it's for babies. <laughs> I yes. got it in France with the I pharmacy. I use the sensitive skin one. The yeah. one with the evening primrose. Yeah. I love it. Right now, I'm kind of obs- I'm obsessed with it. Also, another brand I love, Surreal Skincare. Oh, Surreal my God. Skincare? I've never I even heard of that. Upset. It's this beautiful trans woman that was Ooh. going through all this, you know, she's taking hormones and her skin was shifting and she yeah. created her own brand. It is bomb killer. Every single product. Oh my really? God. Really? Surreal oh Skincare. Insane. Okay. I will link to this in the show notes so everyone can get their life. Oh my God. It is, is like, it get natural? Your life. Is it? Yes, it is natural. Go get your life. Literally every single product, the cleanser, the, the, the masks she just came out with, like, yo, 
I don't know. Like you see the ingredients, you would love the ingredients list really? too. Oh yeah, Brooke, you have to, yeah, it's yeah. like got your name all over it. I'm telling okay. you. Okay. It's really cool. So great. I love surreal skincare right now. The, the new co, I love that vitamin C, man. I could okay. just mix it with anything. Yeah. And I think that that's really great. You can mix it with water. Yeah. You know, which I think is great. I use the Vive Sauna SPF. So people out there not using SPF, that's fine. Some people saying they don't believe it. It's a myth. No, Listen, it's not. I'm out here. I'm out here lathering myself in yeah, it. Yeah, no, you need it. It's so important. <laughs> I you do. You cannot skip mm-hmm. that step. Nah, man. It's like... Like if I have anything on my skin, I have that on my skin. I don't care if it is a hurricane. Your girl has SPF on yeah. her skin. You know what my dermatologist says? If you don't need a flashlight, then it, you need sunscreen. Okay. I'm actually stealing that. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. it's true. Even if it's gray outside, you still need sunscreen. I slather myself in it. Like yeah. lather, slather, all that. Like I, I, I'm like huge with it. I am cleansing right now. Um... I'm using a Wasso oil cleanser, pretty basic, just okay. a regular old oil cleanser. I'm not using anything too active. Yeah. If I'm using an exfoliator, it is a chemical exfoliator. It is not a physical not exfoliator. A physical. We've I don't all graduated beads. from like the St. Ives apricot scrub oh, of our youth. Don't even. No, if you're using that, <laughs> what do you do? You're canceled. Like, no, <laughs> you're canceled. you're done. We're done here. You, you cannot use that on your face. Oh my God. No, don't use it on your face. Yeah, no, it's just, no. It's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah. If I'm using it, it's like Cosmodex. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm using like that. That's real. Those are great. The, Cosmodex is really active. If you need something that works and results, definitely not natural. Yeah. But effective. Yeah. You know, you know what? Ooh, let's talk about hair for a second. Yeah, so hair, hair, I am, I got the same boring routine. The only reason I want to talk about it is because it's probably like number two most asked I'm questions. Sure. Like, what do I do with my hair? Listen, y'all, I don't even barely wash it. <laughs> 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 That's doing something though, because a lot of people are overwashing their hair. It's true. I, I I don't even wash it. This is like two weeks not washed, which is why I have like no volume and it's all like weird and like I just don't. I keep it in braids a lot because when I keep it in braids, it, it's deep conditioning and it's yeah. also like I don't have to do anything to it. If it's yeah. in braids, then I don't have to bother with it. Has it always been this long? Like your hair no. is so long. It's like what mid back? Yeah, it's a, yeah about. I mean, wet. It's definitely lower back, but yeah, it's it's. I always say it's like about belly button. Like if I were yeah. to wrap it around, you know, would you ever like cut it all off? Sure. I feel like you'd look amazing with a really short cut. I, I you know, one day I will, and we, we won't cut it. If won't, I think, think when we leave it, we'll just shave it. Like I, Ooh, I, it'll be, yeah. it's either going to be like, I've got hair to my ankles or I'm like bald. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, going to yeah. be like one, one or the other, like one, one extreme like, or the yeah, other. One or, one or the other. I'm, I'm not super attached to, I'm not super attached to my hair. Um, I, I do want to take care of it. Like I take care of my body. Yeah. I, I I mean, I'm pretty simple. Like I only use, I do a lot of apple cider vinegar rinses. Oh, love apple cider do vinegar it twice for hair. A, I do it twice a month. Yeah. And I really get that scalp clean. Your hair grows from your scalp. Yes. I, grow, I cut my bangs every three weeks okay. and I cut, cut them, them myself. Yeah. Okay. I'll cut them right now, right where I'm here. I don't even care. Yeah. Um. I, so I cut my bangs myself. I always cut my hair myself. I've never had a, a I've, or no, I guess I've, Oh, no, this, never, is, this isn't like a, a salon look? No, I've never had a professional haircut. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why my hair is like all like... It's very like editorial. I never, never. I always cut my own hair. And I probably cut my long, like the length of my hair, maybe like every six months. Always just like a little, like, okay. you know, a few, yeah. few, like a, like a you know, quarter inch or whatever. Yeah. Just whatever like needs to go. Yeah. Um, And I'm I'm a, I'm a diva curl girl all the way. Okay. Love it. Love a diva curl. Hey, diva curl. Love that heaven and hair. It yes. doesn't have a lot of protein in it, so you can use it. All, All the, the time. time, which I yeah. love. Yes. Um, but I find that like I use so much of it for one treatment, like it's expensive. 
Like I love the oh, heaven in hair. I love the melt into moisture, but I'm finding that like I have to add shea butter. Like I have to, mm-hmm. to make it last and be worth it. I have to like add stuff to it because it is, it is very pricey. pricey. It is pricey. I actually don't, you know, I don't use much. I think a lot, you know, less is more. I seal my ends with hemp oil, just like I seal my face. I know. I need to get onto this hemp oil. I, see, I Listen, I lather it yeah. all over me. It's um, like when I discovered pumpkin seed oil and I was oh, like, oh my gosh. Good. That's a good one. I yeah, love this. Really good one. Oh man. Okay. But really I, I need one. to try hemp oil. Um... Tamanu. Oh my gosh, I love Tamanu. Don't you? Yes. I love Tamanu. I use it on my nails as well to like strengthen them. It's so great for your cuticles. Yeah. So great. I love it. That's actually have some in my purse now just for my hands. My hands are so dry. And sometimes if I don't free like a cream or whatever, I get a little dropper of some kind of some oil. Yeah, I always have some oil on me. Tamanu is great. I love it. I actually, it's got like a really interesting earthy kind of grounded sort of smell as well. Yeah, it has like a very interesting smell, but I like it. I'm kind of into it. It's kind of funky. Um, So Diva Curl and then I have apple cider vinegar rinses. I also use colloidal silver in my hair. Oh my gosh. Okay. Colloidal silver. Mm-hmm. I Someone put me onto it when I had a cold. Yeah. And I started drinking it. And yeah. I was like, I just think this is cool. I don't know what it does. I, I, I mean, it, you do have to be mindful. Like just follow the dosage. But I just, yeah. tr- you know, after I wash, I only wash my hair twice a month. So it's important okay. to know that. So on a day where I really wash it, I majorly clarify. Okay. I just take some in a spray bottle and just spray it through my hair and then do my normal routine. Interesting. Um, but I feel like it does a lot for like keeping my hair as long as it is. Like I don't really, like I feel like my hair is as long as it is because I don't have any breakage. Like that's, everyone's hair is growing. Yeah. You're not putting heat on it. No. Like the idea that like your hair is not growing, like your hair is growing. Growing, you're just, just having breaking, breaking. Yeah. right? The only place I use uh, heat is my bangs, so okay. I diffuse my bangs only. I have definitely been known to only wash my bangs. <laughs> Wait, so have you ever? Like, I'm trying to think. I haven't seen you ever with straight hair. All of these. Uh, I've straightened it before. I've straightened it before, but like recently, nah, no. Like I was in the like past 16. year? Oh no, I've no, 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 no. Like since I was 16, and it was just like flat iron. Straight. So if someone was like, "We want to put you on the cover, but we want to do like a straight hair look," no, I'm you'd not be down. Like, no. Give me a wig, <laughs> or I'd be like you don't want to do that. Like it's yeah, literally going to take you like, well, no, it's just going to actually take you like <laughs> six hours. I also have bangs. I don't have a great haircut for straight hair. Your yeah, your your hair is cut to be worn curly. It is yeah. exactly. I'm, my hair is cut to look like a wig actually. Like I, I was inspired by my hair. My haircut is inspired by a wig. Yeah. So I want my hair to look like a wig, you know, yeah, like, but I, like it doesn't look like No, but I'm just saying like, I want like There's my like style, a shape. like when girls are like, what's your hair style? What's your, it's like all one length. And then really short in the front. Yeah. It's like I, but like very short yeah. bang too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like forehead Beyonce showing. had those bangs. Yeah, like a, a Betty bang. Video. Yeah. Yeah. It's iconic. Exactly. Oh, God, I love that music video. Video phone, right? Oh, so good. Yeah. I love that. But that that's that's sort of like the vibe I'm looking for, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't – I have no interest in like, – it's also easy. I could throw it up and like, you know, I don't yeah. – it's just – I'm not super attached to it, but I do take care of it. Yes. You know? Like all things. Totally. And I use a lot of oils in my hair. Um, mm, what oils do you like for your hair? I really like, I like Shea, man. I yeah, really like same. Shea in my hair. I, I, feel, I feel like my, my hair is like, it, it, it soaks it up real good. Yeah. You know, if some oils like leave your hair greasy, like, yeah. no, nah, my hair is just like satisfied. Yeah. Thank you Shea. for this drink. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. You know, some oils definitely make you feel like greasy. Like I've seen people doing olive oils in their hair and yeah. even coconut oil. I would coconut oil use. is just like the one thing I can't do in my hair or face. Like, I can't. Oh, no way. It yeah. will literally give me crazy, crazy acne. I like, know. People, some people put coconut oil and shea butter on their face and I'm like, what is your skin? I can't. Everyone's skin is different. Everyone. I know. So what about, crazy about the it? beauty trends that you're really over and you're just like, let's retire this? I mean, I don't, I mean, I want everybody out there doing their own thing, man. Yeah. I mean, I really like, if, listen, if you feel good and you feel sexy and confident, like do that shit. 
I definitely would, I don't think people need to be like, I mean, obviously like coloring the grays, like that's done. Like yeah. over that, like, sorry. I have no, if my gray hair offends a man <laughs> or a woman, like that is their problem. Yes. Um, I've had it. I've, it's kind of like a birthmark situation. I probably had gray hair since I was like 16. Yeah. And now it's like really coming in. And like, I, it's like, I got hit in the head with like the wisdom stick. Like, listen, <laughs> I'm here for it. Exactly. It does not bother me at all. Yeah. So I feel like women, anybody who feels like they have to color yeah. their hair to cover up their grays. I don't know that that's true. I yeah. really don't think that's true. Um, also, Maybe like uh, a beauty trend. Ooh, like a something I see a lot is like the sort of like coverage in general, like having to cover. Like I see so much coverage, <laughs> uh, like a yeah. lot of coverage, yeah. you know? You know what's so interesting? I think people's natural lip color is really interesting. And I've always yeah. been like a, just like a gloss girl. Yeah. But I've noticed and I've, I've been watching more and more beauty YouTubers and it's like they do the liner, then they do the matte lipstick and then the gloss. And it's like this whole like erasure of yeah. your natural lip color that I've realized is now like what it takes to make a complete look. And I'm like, oh, yeah, lips. I don't even I don't even. Yeah, but I feel like that's maybe like my makeup never looks like done, done because I don't just I just don't do the full like lip sure, liner, lipstick, sure, sure, sure. Oh, 14 same. shades. No. Like I'm just like, no, oh, this is a nice gloss. Yeah. But I think people now that's like you're supposed to cover your lip. I mean, my favorite thing is actually no makeup and a lip. Ooh, that's I really hot. like that. Like skin and a lip, skin, yeah. brows and a lip. Even that's, not even mascara. I, I I really like I'm really into that. Yeah. It, a lip will a lip makes the rest of your face look like it doesn't even have imperfections. Like I feel like yes. even if you're rocking some hyperpigmentation or you've yeah. got some pimples, if you've got a fire lip, yes, everything you really else don't even forgotten. see anything. Yeah. yeah. When you do want to do that bold lip, which color do you go for? I could oh. see you like in an orange. Like, oh, I love it. coral. Yeah, I could see that. I love a coral thing. I also really like a pink thing. I think pink on brown skin is really sexy mm. and lovely. Um, I love like a brown, like almost like a skin color lip. Okay. Yeah. I'm really into that. I don't love a gloss. I've got kind of big lips. I love gloss. I just kind of have big lips. And I feel like because I have big lips, lips, I also, also kind of lose a little bit of my face because I have bangs. So I feel like I, I feel like I've only got so much face to work with. <laughs> no, but you have amazing lips. You would, so, you would kill a, like a, a really like lush yeah, gloss. I mean, some, I just, I mean, it's not something I'm, I'm, it's not a no. It's just like not something I do. It's not like in your repertoire. Yeah. It's not, it's not. I love a simple, um, I love a, 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 a visible blush. I think that's yes. really, really beautiful. I love when you can see skin under a blush. This idea that I really, I really wish that the idea that you need a base to put color on. Yeah. I think that's a trend I don't love. I don't think you need a full face to, to, to really, that there's this whole idea that you need to have foundation and concealer and all that stuff on to use blush and bronzer. Yeah. I love like a blush bronzer on bare skin. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful. You know, when you can see some True. freckles or see some, just see some stuff. I love freckles. I don't have freckles, but I, I mean, either. I love wish I did. freckles. Don't you? The oh. people with freckles. I just was talking to someone in, like that I work with, and she was like, "Yeah, I just got all my freckles lasered off." And I was oh. like, why? Oh my god, I love just a travesty. I, oh, I love. I mean, teach his own, but I, th yeah. I think freckles are beautiful. I wish I had some. I don't have any. Um, I also want a trend. I, you know, I mean, I guess it's not really on trend. I mean, people are kind of avoiding tweezers, but I wish everybody would just like stop tweezing their eyebrows for like. Five, the next five years just leave them alone i know that's what well, i did i just like don't like i literally don't have eyebrows it's like so my father doesn't have eyebrows so i got microblading i just i had it's to so genetic. i had i didn't even yeah, have the privilege so of so plucking natural. my brows that's Thank crazy you. Yeah, yeah they I look so natural oh my god um but but that idea that um 
you know, the, the brows in general are, are this thing that you see in makeup tutorials. Like there's so much time. So I just would love for people to just, I get it. Brows are genetic. I totally understand it, but yeah, you know damn well you're picking up those tweezers. Yeah, so put those tweezers down. Well, well, what's your approach to body hair in general? Oh man, I don't care about body. Like, whatever. are you shaving? Like, I don't care waxing. about waxing. I, you know, listen, you got to rethink the whole laser thing. And I was in my younger twenties. I was like, I'll laser. Oh, laser. I lasered from my my from the belly button all the way to my knees. And now my seventies bush of my dreams is gone. <laughs> I'll never have it. It's not a thing anymore. And now it's like, that's like the I wish, man. I know I would Mm. kill to have just like a, just like a sexy, like 70s porn, like (laughs) just like, you know, like black exploitation. I know that's so bad, but like, I just want that. I know exactly the look you're going (laughs) for. Pam Greer, give me it. (laughs) No, I can't have that anymore. (laughs) But it's so like, that's important because I think a lot of young girls listening, you don't realize that some mistakes, like some things, some decisions you make. Think about it, girls. Are not reversible. Just think about it because man, it's when it's, when you, when it's done, it is done, you know? And like, even if it grows back a little, it doesn't grow back the same. It's not the same. It's not the same as thinner hair. It's just, it's just not the same. So that I don't, I mean, body hair literally bothers me none in New York when it's cold. I'm covered in it. I'm like a squirrel. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Got hair all over. I'm like, I mean, I always tell people, look at my head. Like, look at all the hair just on my head, like my out, my eyebrows. Yeah, no, like everything all, about you. It's like seems I'm so like, hairy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm, you know, but in a good way. But totally, like whatever. What it's all good, but um, you know, I do see girls that just have they're just naturally no hair, or like my favorite is like poreless, the poreless skin. Like when I see I have friends who just have no pores. Pores are genetic. You also can't open or close pores because they don't have muscles. So this idea oh, of yeah, opening yeah, or closing yeah. a pore is like silly. But I just, when I see like that poreless skin, I'm like, <sighs> just, is it because they have just like so much primer on? Like, no, uh, poreless pe- people, some people just don't have, the, it's just genetic. Your pore mm, size is genetic. Yeah. You know, like when you have big pores, you have big pores. Yeah. But, you know, having big pores and then putting a bunch of makeup up on top of it, you know, it can. So I feel like if you do have really big pores, um, go, you are a prime candidate for an esthetician. Prime. Ah. Prime. I'm like literally going to like have to, I'm going to talk to Matthew I mean, Miller they're not all this. the same, but Matthew's really good one. He doesn't yeah. treat anybody the same. He would never diagnose your skin by Instagram. Anybody that tells you on Instagram what to use just oh, by yeah, looking at a horrifying. picture. That's, a that's horrifying. You can't do that. You need someone seeing, touching, feeling, literally, yeah. what are you using? Yeah. Like asking you what you already yeah, yeah, currently yeah. are. Even bring, bring what oh, you're yeah. using. Oh yeah. I always bring, like when I go to the dermatologist, I like bring my products and I'm like, is this okay? Yeah, you're right. Or like, um, you know, I think too, changing your skincare, like you change your clothes yeah. for the season. Yeah, you you can't use the same things over and over again. No, man, your skin needs different stuff, just like your body needs different, everything yeah. is different, like yeah. seasonal. So I do think that's like a really important thing. And I want more people to be like, yeah. you know, sort of doing that. And then the, the other, the last most important thing that I really think needs to go is just the shaming in general. Yes. Like skincare girls, listen up. You don't get to shame on the makeup girls. Right. What's like, the difference? We all get along. But like, what's the difference between spending an hour on your skincare and an hour on your makeup? Like, there's no well, difference. The skincare girls think that the girls that are spending time on their makeup are like missing the point, right? They're like, yeah. it all starts with skin. Sure. Don't worry about makeup. Focus on your skin. Yeah. You're wasting your time. Right. I just think we can have, there's room for both. But I also think the makeup girls are just like, listen, this is how I like myself. 
Or they're thinking, um, like, I know so many girls who wear a lot of makeup because they like wearing a lot of makeup. Exactly. And that's what it's they not express about themselves. Skin. It's not about covering. Yeah. It's not about. It's part of just, self-expression. Yeah, man. It's just, it's like art. It's like, they're just, it's like my, my friend Violette. She's, you know, she's amazing. She's, she's a makeup artist and she plays, she's, oh my God, she's constantly yeah. playing in makeup and, uh, you know, it's she just a. Looks. She's, and she's also so beautiful, but she is really taking makeup to a place where I'm like, oh yeah, she just enjoys it. Yeah. It's just art, you know, like she's just having fun with it. Well, before you know? we finish, I have to ask you about this because I feel like there's so much elitism in the wellness community. Ugh, yeah, and I feel gross. like that obsession, that obsession with skincare is kind of part of it, right? Cause it's like, you have a certain lifestyle that uh-huh. affords you to have like this perfect mm-hmm. skin and go to all the right specialists. Yep. How do you, one, as a woman of color and two, having the background that you've had, how do you navigate the wellness circle and all of the elitism that's just like baked into it? You just go for it. Yeah. Like I, you do you speak up way. about it? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I called out goop on my freaking Instagram <laughs> on Sunday. I said, goop, it's taken me 15 minutes to find a woman of color on your website. Wow. You need to do some repurposing. Did they respond? No, but do I care? No. So when they reach out to you in however many months and say like, we want you to come to our goop summit and speak, are you going to be like, I'm going to say, wow, well, thank you for that. And it's, it's been some time and maybe <laughs> we can talk further yeah. on how we can get this. Listen, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody, you know what it is. People can't help being born looking like what they look like. And my thing is, it's very simple to add diversity to whatever um, branding or programming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You just need to see when you're looking at an image, what's missing. Instead of looking at what is there, look at what isn't there and put it there. It's not just being a woman of color. It's about the trans community. It's about older women. I'm sorry, ageism. Why am I never seeing anyone over 60? Right. It's, 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 there's a lot of, you know, also like even like, um, uh, like the plus size community, like there's a lot of different conversations for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just about calling that out. Everybody has to repurpose at some point. No one's perfect. Everybody has to innovate. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that I think I'm trying to encourage that as much as possible. Nobody's yeah. perfect. I'm not saying everybody should be. Um, but I'm sick and tired being like people's like woman of color on the panel. And I'm that's laughable that I'm yeah. your like token woman of color. You right. know what I mean? Like you, it's, yeah. it's 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 there there needs to be like a a beautiful like Abena, henna, henna beauty, like a black yes. woman here. She has a different narrative than you of have course, a different narrative yeah. than me has a different, we yeah. all have different I narratives. Mean, We're not like, Oh, we've got the one black girl. She can tell the black girl experience. Of course. She can tell course. the black girl story. Like, nah, yeah, I <laughs> we know. all have different stories. Just like I y'all, know. everybody else has a different story. You and know? I try, I mean, I try with my podcast to tell as many of those stories as you possible. Are. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. But it's, it's true. It's like, it's like people are like just scratching the surface and they're not going deeper. And they're like, Oh, we have our one. And then they expect you to speak for all women of color. And nah. they're like, Sophia, tell us. And it's like, no. And yeah. also I think that the bigger, the bigger thing for me too is like the access, uh, you know, like yeah. I, I, uh, like the wellness community demonizing like McDonald's or demonizing right. fast food. Right. Like, listen, I live in a food desert in bed myself. Yeah. I, it's a, it's a privilege. I, I, I am at a luxury that I have the ability to go to the farmer's market twice right. a week. Like there are community, this is whole communities. The yeah. Bronx. Are you kidding me? The, oh, yeah. It's a food desert up there. There's it nothing is. up there. So why are we demonizing these? Like, who are you speaking to then? You know, if you're saying that difference between self-care and self-optimization, I did that post. Oh my God. Wellness is killing me. I did that post. I remember were, it. Some people were not happy about it, but a lot of people were like, thank you so much for this. Like, listen, a $28 smoothie is not necessary in order to be well. Exactly. That is self-optimization. 
self-care, deeper breaths, massaging your face, hanging out with friends. I'm sorry, self-care is this is self-care. Exactly. You're socializing with with someone yeah. that you care about. Like this is as much self-care yeah. as like saying no more frequently. I, I don't feel like self-care has anything to do with expensive you know, and so Absolutely. that's a huge one for me. The elitism is is really, it's really driving me crazy. Are there pricey things that I do? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, and we all love. Oh, our do I love a treatment? Do I love my esthetician? Absolutely. Yeah. But does everybody have that and have no. access to that? Yeah. Absolutely not. So for me to only speak to those things, like they are, this is the way or yeah. no way. I'm more interested. I did a panel recently where people are like, "What do you think the future?" You know, like people were talking about more acupuncture spaces and more infrared sauna and people, you know, more. And I'm like, <laughs> food and water, baby. Yeah, yeah, I just want to, I just want people and, yeah. and, and places to have access to clean water yeah. and clean food. Yeah. We got Flint, Michigan out here still yeah. doesn't have water. You know yeah. what I mean? Like these issues are, I mean, if, if I'm not doing, if I'm not doing something we're humans with, with le- humans leading first, you know, mm-hmm, like if mm-hmm. humans are why I do what I do. So if, if humans aren't at the forefront of what I'm even doing or how I'm expressing myself, then what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I think that for me, I'm always trying to keep that in mind. And a basic element of humanity is like beauty. We, we think about it. It's yes. such a part of who we are. Yes. It really is. So to say that like, the, the, the crazy thing about beauty is it's different for everybody. Like a beautiful pile of garbage can be beautiful. Just like death can be beautiful. Just like skin can be beautiful. Yeah. Just like a, a, cra- a cracked desert, like just yeah. like scenery can be beautiful. Yeah. What is it? What is beautiful? It's very personal. It is very personal, but it's, but what I mean is it's such an important part of culture. It is. You know? And so of course it's an, it's, it's an important part of like the wellness space, but how we talk about it and the language that we use mm-hmm. is so important. And I feel like it's sad, you know, like I, I, I want my, my beautiful white friends to like, Hey man, I want, why don't I have any, there's no black women in my yoga class. Mm. Why aren't there any black women in my yoga class? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want that to I want them to be wondering about yes, that. Yes. Yes. You know? And my yes. and my gorgeous amazing black women. I want y'all to like when you think about going to that yoga class and you went in and you're the only black woman there and you felt really weird and you felt really uncomfortable, do it anyway. Fight yeah. through it. Just do it anyway. Go through it. I have to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many panels I have to be on where I'm like I walk in and I don't see anybody that I identify with and I'm like, "Oh, Jesus." <laughs> you're going to have yeah. to you're going to have to a lot of things you're going to say, you know, I'm here to talk about people. <laughs> Sophia, going to be said oh no, and- my favorite, my favorite is like, okay, so tell us a little bit about your background. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, where, where do you want me to start? Yeah. But like, uh, you Do know, they mean that like your racial background? Like what do they- I mean, I think, or like my background, like my story, like where are you from? You know, what, what was your relationship right. like with your parents? That's my favorite yeah. question. Yeah. And you're like, um, we've just spent the last two hours talking about this here. Like, it's not a quick panel. No. Well, I'm just like, I, my, my elevator pitch is really simple. I'm like, I am, I am the daughter of two substance abusers. I spent most of my life in foster care and I'm here today. Like I'm a storyteller, yeah. you know, I tell stories yeah. about it. I'm very open. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my, I, it's not up to me to make somebody feel comfortable. Sorry. Yeah. That's, that's like, if you feel yeah. uncomfortable, then like, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you ever had to deal with like a really, truly ignorant question in a public setting? I mean, you, you know, you get the whole like, God, all that hair, huh? 
Okay. You know, a lot of those or the or the blatant just just touching of the hair. Actually, actually you know what? It's okay. This hasn't happened to me. I, I mean, so many black women have told me about this experience of people yeah. touching their hair. Mm-hmm. The audacity. I can't even imagine. You know what's crazy about it, though? You know, it's kind of it's crazy. I actually love my hair being touched. Okay. You don't mind it. I mean, but that's fine. Some people are oh, allowed. No, but you're like, allowed to like it. But nah, like, I don't, don't like assume. a stranger touching my hair. But yeah. like, you know, like if my yeah. partner is touching my hair or like my girl is touching my hair. I don't mind. I don't mind that. But like a stranger coming up to but me. But do strangers my hair. touch your hair? Yes. Um, this is crazy to me. Or, or, um, I, I, you know, I've had people ask me if my hair is a wig, you know, um, <laughs> that's so rude. Or people, you know, I mean, yeah, like it's like anything. Like, I don't think it's ever like cool to ask someone if anything is real. I've had people ask me if my, if my, my lips are real. I'm like, I had an (laughs) Angelica on she's a trans woman and she was saying that people like will just blatantly ask her if she's like post-op and she was like like, I don't ask you about what your medical history and surgical history is so can you just like leave what's between my legs like it's it's not like a casual bar conversation it's not yeah well and I also it's just like not a starter it's like I don't feel comfortable with just being like oh yeah this is who I this is why I had sex with last night. <laughs> it's yeah, like exactly. Not, you know, it's like very like it's personal. Very, yeah. I, I, um, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a no. I've definitely been, you know, you get the question like, so, you know, Sophia, your background is, it's so different and so troubling and, you know, so, so much harder than everyone else's. Oh like God. talk to us about that. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sassy. I have no. I'm not also very sweet. My, yeah. I'm, I'm thoughtful about w- the words that I that I choose, and also like love everybody. And I know that everybody's like, man, not, not everybody. Listen, I'm about to learn you. Right, this is a learning moment. Yeah. So I'm about to true. teach you to never talk to true. anybody like that again. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so true. True. you know, I do feel like that there's an element of oh, I did a panel one time where she was like, what do you do for self care? And everybody on the panel was like, it's only a thousand dollars to go to Cabo. Oh, you know, God. it's only, yeah, you feel, and I'm like, right, well, <laughs> um, I was my turn to talk and I was like, listen, go get yourself that Hotel Tonight app <laughs> yes, and check yes, that baby out. Tonight. You get yourself a little staycation, 118 bucks a night yeah. at, uh, at the at the hotel that's literally across the way yeah, exactly. <laughs> from where you live and vibe out, you know? Yeah. So I, I definitely, I, I feel like I, you know, I, I feel like I can easily talk to um, a lot of different demographics. Yes. But I think I find myself sometimes in circles that people aren't expecting it. People aren't expecting my story because yeah. it's the wellness, like, you know, I'm, oh, I'm talking with Well and Good or mm-hmm. Mind Body Green and they're just expecting yeah. me to just have or, this. Oh my gosh, you did that girl boss. Or yeah. Or, that that you, event looked really intense. Or they're just, or just, um, they're just expecting things to be like, oh, she's this narrative. She's going to have this thing. She's going to be this wellness person and she's going to talk to us about wellnessy things. And I'm like, nah, I'm literally going to flip the script about everything and I'm going to actually like help you tell your story yeah, and help you develop your journal practice and your yeah. self-talk practice and your self facial massage practice yes. and being honest with yourself practice and getting down to the nitty gritty. Listen, we all have failures. And my dream is a storyteller series where everybody gets in the room and just tells their, tells everybody talks about their greatest failure. Okay. Mm. Now that we've all solidified that we're failures, now we can get the work done. Yeah. It's all about hashtag keep going for me. Like, yes. okay, you have a story, whatever. Victim addiction is real, man. Like I'm not trying to, I have a story. It's hard. It's gnarly, but like wh- what I'm doing with it is like, I'm actually trying to... That's to, the work. Right. That's the work. It's yeah. not about the story. We all have one. It's like, they say it's like life is like 10% what happens to you and 90% what you do with it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, to what happens to you. It, exactly. And, and beauty, I think, is a really great way to get people to listen. 
you know, because I can tell you all day long, you need to eat better because it's good for you. It's good for your heart. It's good for your activity level. The second I tell you that shit's going to make you look beautiful, you're like, oh, <laughs> People okay. are like, oh, I'm listening. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which I think is great. When do you feel most beautiful? Oh, when do I feel most beautiful? Mm. Most people are like, oh, I feel most beautiful when I get out of the shower and I have like oils on and no makeup. <laughs> and like, no, I, I, I think I feel the most beautiful. It's when I'm somewhere warm. Okay. I think I my skin that. responds really well to that. I feel the most beautiful when I'm somewhere warm. What's your warm place of choice? Is it like Caribbean? The Mex- Mexico, yeah. Mexico? I love Mexico. Oh, I love yeah, Mexico. I love Mexico so much. I can't say enough about it. It's like my second home. I, 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 like when I, I always think about like I'm going to turn 50 and I'm by a home somewhere and yeah. like, you know, somewhere like in, in Mexico. Like Tulum and like, on the beach. Or just like, no, not even like central Mexico, like, like oh. in the mountains. Ooh, oh, I oh. just love it. Oh, I'm so, oh, I just like, so in, just like be like a, I don't know, like Jane Goodall. Like I just like, <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love, I love like sort of that environment. Um, so somewhere warm and, um, you know, day three hair. I yes. love day three hair. Yes, That's my favorite. Three. You know, a nice skin day, a little bit of blush little bit of mascara, you know, like that's, yeah. I love that. Just, you know, I, I don't feel my most beautiful when I'm like bare, you yeah. know, and a lot of people will say that they do, but. Yeah. And nah, are they being honest? You yeah. know, no, like, you know, you just had, you know, your skin is looking right. You just had a facial like a week ago. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. best. Get your cream blush on. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you know, or like, you, you know, when you can use the blush on your, like on your, on your cheeks and your eyes and your lips, yes. just like a little like moment, you know, and you've got like a little glow cause you're in the sun, um, hair down, hair and braids don't really care. But I think that for me that that's definitely my most beautiful in some kind of jumpsuit in some kind of, you know, um, tattoos exposed, right? Like just yes. me and You're all of myself. You're creating such a vibe right now. Like I'm literally like sitting here in Mexico like, yes. Like that's, I feel great. You know, yeah. Like a little, maybe a little like something, maybe a little like hair beads, you know, yeah. like a little bit of accessory, lots of jewelry. Like I, I think I feel my most beautiful when I'm really like using those tools to express because to, I'm trying to express that. Why, why do we get dressed in the morning? Right. <laughs> you right. know, like I, I think that's like, it's everything's a tool for expression. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want it to be. If you want it to be. And I, and I, and I, I want it to be, you know, I want makeup to feel fun and expressive. Like, you know, I want you to, I want, I want people to go back to that, yeah. you know, when they, when they did glitter, cause it's Tuesday, not because it's new year's, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Yeah. Perfect note to end on. Thank you awesome. so much. I like, I, we don't have any drinks I know left. it's We're okay, but cheers. We're water. Mwah. Cheers. Mwah. Love it. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much for coming on the podcast. And I will put in the show notes where you guys can follow Sophia. And we're all so excited for your book. I know 2020 baby. Next 2020. Year. We're patiently yes. waiting. Yes. Yes. No, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, ver- I'm like ferociously writing. So don't worry. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you aren't following on Instagram, Naked Beauty Planet is the Instagram account. So check us out there. I'm at Brooke DeVard on all social platforms. And if you like the podcast and you're not subscribed yet, take a moment to subscribe, rate and review if you're feeling so compelled. New episodes every single Monday. All right. Talk to you guys next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 